Amen. Well, tell your neighbor, Jesus made a way. Now tell your other neighbor that you didn't choose first, that Jesus made a way. Oh, come on. You were, you were more participatory than that during the singing. I know you got it in you. Hey, it is so good to be here. And Jesus has made a way. And today I want to talk to you about what does it mean to be Jesus's pathway, to, to actually be on Jesus's pathway, to realize that Jesus has a pathway for our life and in community together in this thing called the church. Amen. And so as we get into that, though, I want to just take a moment to say, let's take a breath because we made it. Let's just take a breath and just say, God, you are good. We made it. We're here. We're together. And we have a God who is so faithful through every season, who gives us the victory and makes a way. And he's doing something here that is so special. We sense it. We feel it, and you need to know you have incredible leadership, and I want to give some honor today where honor is due, because that is part of what it means to be together, is to also recognize those and to give honor. So can we for a moment just give a little round of applause, a little honor to some people that have been so faithful over the last few months? Your transitional elders, can we give them a hand? Your search team. Your staff. You and the volunteers that have continued to serve. And Pastor Steve, who has done such a great job. And I want to take a moment and just give honor to my first ministry. My first ministry, which is this beautiful family you're going to see here on the screen. This is my first ministry. This is my wife, Cindy. She's here in the front row. My daughter, Hannah, who's a junior. My son, Dawson, who's now in eighth grade. We have two other children that are up in kids' ministry. Uh, Second grader, Elle. Jasmine's in first grade. We are a busy, active family. And and take that into account because we got some energy, y'all. And I'm from Michigan, but I just said y'all. All All right? And so as a family, you can imagine there's some different emotions and things that if we, as we've heard Jesus calling us into a new season... And, and onto his pathway that, that we've kind of been working through. A, a year ago, I actually had the chance to take my family out to Disneyland uh, in California and to celebrate uh, my doctoral graduation. Now, you need to know, like, we'll figure out what to call me, but at the end of the day, I'm Brian. I'm a Christ follower. Hello. That's where it all begins, okay? And, and so we, we get out there, and we had a moment to go to Disneyland. And uh, here's a family picture that I just uh, love for lots of reasons. Because maybe you can relate to some of the emotions seen in this. You see, when we follow Jesus on his pathway, we have different emotions in that journey. 
And in that log, you see a lot of different emotions, right? Uh, you see the, the person that's kind of confidently waiting to see what happens. You see my son leaning in by faith, right? You see my wife, who's just the natural nurturer, sheltering one of our children, who, who's kind of smiling. And then you see poor little Jasmine. <laughs> Bless her heart, right? I mean, you look at that and you go, what kind of parents are these people? And I get it. And I want to just tell you that, that Jasmine, that was her first major ride. And so when that ride finished, we had such a special moment because she jumped, in, as you might imagine, into my arms. And as I'm holding her, I'm just in that moment being who God has positioned me to be in her life. I, I'm being that reassurance, that safety, that, hey, it might have been a little crazy on this ride and this journey, but I'm with you. I'm your earthly father. I love you, and I'm good, and you can trust me. Can you see the correlation? That, that when, we, when we realize who Jesus is, and that no matter what we're facing, we may be afraid, we may be unsure, but we can trust he is good, and he welcomes us in his pathway into his arms. And as we get into this today, I want to tell you a little bit about myself, but more importantly, I want to tell you about who Jesus is and who he is to me and who I think he wants us to be together. And so if you want, you can turn right now into Luke chapter 5, and we're going to spend the majority of our time in Luke 5 and unpacking Jesus's pathway. But, but see, I want to tell you a little bit of my background. I grew up in a very, uh, just incredible Christian home. Every time the church doors were open, we were there. And in, in, in that, I, I got a whole lot of, of religion, but somehow missed some of the relationship. Anybody else relate to that? And, and, and there, were, there was a moment, a really special moment at age 11. We had just moved to a, a new church and there was a tent revival out back. And, and you had, you know, this, this man was in a white suit with the big hair. And by the way, if, I, if, if I'm still here in a few years and my hair gets really big and it's bigger than the ministry, please tell me. Okay, um, like we don't, nobody needs that. And in, but in this moment, we're in the tent and, and he calls for anybody who feels Jesus calling them to ministry. And I very clearly at age 11 felt the Lord saying, you're gonna be a pastor someday. And it freaked me out. I felt a lot like what you saw in that picture. I, I, I felt freaked out. I don't know what that means or looks like. And so we moved and, and I kind of ran away from that for a number of years. It was actually at age 19 that I fully surrendered to Jesus. Maybe you remember that moment in your life, or maybe God is orchestrating that moment even today in this moment. That, that place where you, it connects from head to heart and you just let go. You just begin to surrender to, to a good heavenly father who has a path for you that is so much better than what you could come up with on your own. Can I get an amen? You, you're welcome to participate with me. Hallelujah, amen, any of that stuff, okay? But in that moment, as I surrendered, I, I realized that I was finding a new pathway. I was finding Jesus' pathway for my life. Jump ahead a few years, and, and I wrote this life purpose, and I want you to hear this. In 2005, when I was working on my master's degree, I, I wrote this, because this is what I'm all about. That my life purpose, my life purpose involves learning to passionately follow Jesus joyfully serve others and help others do the same. That for me 
is what it's all about. That's when we begin to enter into the pathway that Jesus has, this thing that, that he said is an abundant life, a life that is so much more fulfilling. And so with that said, in Luke chapter 5, we're going to pick up and look at what did it look like when Jesus began to call others onto his pathway. Pick up with me in verse 1. It says, One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into the one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and ta taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, We worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, can you repeat that with me? But if you say so, I'll let down the nets again. And this time their nets were so full of fish that they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus, and he said, Oh Lord, please leave me. Leave me. I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. Aren't you glad that Jesus accepts us just as we are? That he welcomes us and meets us right where we're at. For it says in verse 9, he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. So what does Jesus' pathway look like? What we see here is it begins with a people that are saying yes to following Jesus. That are saying yes to following Jesus, not just to believing in him, which is the starting point, but saying, because I believe in you, because I believe that you are the son of God, you are the Lord, that you do see the big picture, that you made me intimately and fashioned me, that you know better than me, you are my Lord and I'll follow you. This is a calling that Jesus gives to each of us. And in this moment, is it, can you picture what they're dealing with? You know, as they're in this moment, they've been fishing all night. And as they fished all night, they've come up empty. You ever had those moments in life where you just feel like you keep trying the same thing? And you're getting the same results. And you've heard that's the definition of what? Insanity. Sometimes life can feel a little bit insane and chaotic. And yet what's happening here is a people that he comes to and he says, listen, you've been doing it one way. I've been, uh, you've been trying. I know you've put your strength in and your effort in and all of those things. But hey, will you throw the net on the other side? Now, let me ask you this. What was Jesus' profession? He was a carpenter. He wasn't a fisherman. Fishermen take in their cues from a carpenter. Right? Like, sometimes when we look at 
the word and into scripture, we need to understand the context. This would have been, even for them, a moment of deep faith. To say that a carpenter is telling us, and, and they had saw and seen something about Jesus that said, you're worthy of following. So I love this phrase that's there, but if you say so, here's what I want to submit to you, that obedience leads to finding our purpose. That if we're obedient to following Jesus, that we will actually begin to find our purpose. And so many of us are likely looking for purpose in life. And when they obeyed Jesus, they begin to understand that he had something more for them. That he had a clear purpose for them. That that purpose, in fact, was going to change not just their life, but their livelihood. And they were excited because you need to understand what's happening in this context. The fact that they were available meant that they were essentially the bench warmers. You see, rabbis would have chosen the best of the best. They would have chosen by that moment the best of the best in that age group. And they, the rabbis of that day already had those people following them. This group wasn't chosen. These disciples were ones that that others had looked past and Jesus looked at them and said, hey, I want to call you off the bench. I want to call you out of your seat. I want to call you to follow me. And often we look at their faith, but we miss how much it says about a God who believes in us, sometimes more than we believe in ourselves. That when he calls you, yes, we need to respond by faith. But do you understand that that means he believes with his help and with the help of others that you can do what he said in John 14, which is greater works? Y'all, that's exciting. And you're welcome to, to, to notify your face. Okay? We're going to have fun together. I, I know you have freedom here. I felt it during worship. And I want you to know it's here right now in the word too, okay? It's exciting to, to be able to be called to follow Jesus. He says, you'll be fishing for people. You need to know God's purpose always involves people. People are his special treasure. He loves all people. He loves the people of Pathway. He loves the people of Vero. He loves the people of this region and beyond. Jesus loves people. And I want you to know that what we love about Pathway Church, my wife Cindy and I just kept, you know, as we're walking through this journey and exploring this pathway, as we're looking at your church, it wasn't the facility, it's great. It wasn't the property, it's cool. It wasn't the things that you've done or been through or what's ahead. It was a sense of Jesus saying, look at the people. And I got to tell you, we love the people that we have met here at Pathway. You are an incredible group of people. And Jesus is all about people. And so whatever he calls you to, Whatever he says, hey, I want you to follow me on this. I want you to move from throwing the net over this side to this side. Whatever that act of obedience is, whatever it means for you to passionately follow Jesus, I guarantee you is going to involve people. 
And you need to know my heart is not just for the lost and the least of these. It's for all people. It is for all people. And as you think about what that means and our God who says, I've created everyone in his image, that means that when we look around, we don't fall into the traps that the world has set before us right now. We live in a very divisive age in our country. And I don't know all the divisions that might exist in a community like yours, but I know when I look that the demographics tell me there's a lot of diversity in this area. And there's a lot of need for Jesus in this area. And I look at that and I say, well, what's Jesus about? What's on his pathway? It's about fishing for people. And he wants to use all of us in that. Not just the guy with the microphone right now. He wants to use you in that. How do I know? Let's read on in the passage because here's what happens next. As Jesus calls them, he then continues his ministry. And he begins to heal and deliver. And in fact, a leper is, it comes to him and he's healed. And people continue to flock to Jesus. They, they're crowding in on him because they're seeing that Jesus has this healing power that he has, is what they've been missing. And you need to know that. That I really believe when we look at our world and all of the issues, Jesus is the one that fills in the gaps. He's the one that is the answer in all those spaces and places. He's the starting point. And they begin to see that and they're crowding in on Jesus. And we're going to pick up in verse 17. Verse 17 says, One day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all Galilee and Judea as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Do we have anybody in here that believes our God still heals? He does. And he will. And he's going to. So it says, some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus. But they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some tiles Then they lowered the man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, Young man, your sins are forgiven. But the Pharisees and teachers of religious law said to themselves, Who does he think he is? That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew what they were thinking, so he asked them, Why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up? And walk. So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man. Can you picture it? The stage has been set, right? There's this moment, everyone's leaning in, and the drama is so high. You have Jesus doing a new thing, and people that were stuck in their ways going, "Mm -mm, that's not the way we do it here. I don't know who he thinks he is. (laughs) Like I said, we're going to have some fun together. Because we serve a God who you can always know, I'm going to come to the word and I'm going to stick, we're going to stick to the reality of the message. But the methods, 
sometimes may need to change. And, okay, we're on the same page. Good. At least three of you. It's amazing. Be going home early today. So the stage is set, this tense moment, this drama. And Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and he said, stand up, pick up your mat and go home. And immediately as everyone watched, the man jumped up, picked up his mat and went home praising God. Everyone was gripped with great wonder and awe and they praised God exclaiming, we have seen amazing things today. Our God is a healer. He's a God that is worthy of our praise. And if we're going to be on Jesus' pathway, what we see here is a people that are working together to bring people to Jesus. That are working together. That are, did you see what happened? It was his friends. His friends wanted to get to the source. They knew that they had something they could help with and, and maybe offer. But at the end of the day, they knew that their paralyzed friend needed a touch from Jesus. And they were willing to work together to say, we're going to use our, our talents, our resources to make sure he gets to Jesus. So they come up on this place and the crowd is so great, they can't get in. So they raise the roof. Some of you got it. I promise you the jokes don't get better. But they literally take time together and they begin removing this roof and they dig in. Can you imagine being there in that room with Jesus and you're looking up and going, whoa, wait, didn't we just complete the roofing project? Didn't we just pay money to have those tiles fixed? And here comes their friend because their hearts said we will remove any obstacle I want you to think about what does that mean? For you to be so passionate in your following, following of Jesus that you say, we're going to work together to bring people to Jesus and we'll even go to them if needed, but we're, we're going to do this with the gifts and the talents God has given us. And if that means we need to remove some obstacles and we need to, to tear away some things in order to lower people into Jesus' presence, we're going to do it together. Can you say together? together. So what do I love about the people of Pathway? I said earlier, I, I, I love you because in so many ways, many of you that I've met have been so encouraging. I've actually got some texts and emails. I want to read to you a portion of one that was sent to me in this last week. Because when we look at working together, this is what somebody among you sent to me. They said, my hope is that there can be leadership development opportunities for all who would desire becoming a part of serving the family together. We need to discover what our spiritual gifts are and be shown how to use them. And what does our community think of us? Let's pray for the Lord to lead us to a community project that would cause us all to want to be part of something bigger than our own church. Let's make a difference in this area and be known for more than the pink people in that pink or big pink church. I don't know if you're really known for that or not, but that's what was sent to me. They said, I've always sensed the Lord wanting to do a new thing among us. 
I read that and went, praise God. It brought me to tears. I got, like, you ever get those chill bumps, those Holy Spirit chill bumps, where you're just like, wow, God is doing something. And at the core of it is each of us, like the friends, saying, whatever you've given us, God, we're going to use that together to make sure that others get to hear the good news. Now, I want to get a little further into this moment because Jesus tells them to pick up his mat. You see, that mat represented something that he was familiar with and used to, something that, in fact, had become in many ways his reality. And I imagine that that was something others knew about him, that they were used to seeing this man on that mat. And can you imagine what it was like when, when he picked it up and he started carrying it and people are seeing that guy or that girl Wait, aren't they the ones that struggled with an addiction? Aren't they the ones that struggled with with that issue in the past? Aren't they the ones that went through that? And, And actually, he's walking along, and that's his testimony. That's his story. That's him saying, look at how good my God is and what he has done. I just want to encourage you. That Jesus wants to use your story. And that our God heals what we reveal. And he'll use what we reveal to bring others to him. If we're hiding things in our life. If we're holding back. If we're not bringing it all into the presence of Jesus. Can you imagine that man? If he didn't get into the presence of Jesus with his issue. He wouldn't have found healing. I believe part of Jesus' pathway is being completely open and honest and being straight up real. Sometimes when we gather, we're not very good at that, are we? I don't know you that well. Don't take offense. (laughs) Sometimes when we gather as Jesus' church, When we're together in community, we hold back or we put up fronts. I just want you to know what I believe Jesus' pathway is about is creating an atmosphere and an environment where we can reveal what needs healing. And then when Jesus heals it, we can go around not to brag about it, whatever that issue was, but to brag about the God who healed it. And to say, if he did it for me... He can do it for you. If he was this good to me, he'll be that good to you. So one more little story and illustration I want to show you out of the word. And you need to know I love the word of God. I love to teach it and to share it and to see what God wants to reveal through it. Can I get an amen? Amen. Okay. I hope you feel the same. So look at this last little bit here. Because Jesus' pathway includes people, all people. It includes us using our gifts to bring others, not hiding the pieces of our story that he wants to use to touch and impact others. It also includes all of life. Let's pick up in verse 27. It says, later as Jesus left the town, He saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at his tax collector's booth. 
Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Levi got up. Can you picture it? Jesus is, or Levi is at his tax collector's booth. He's doing his job. Picture yourself on Tuesday or Thursday or whatever that day of the week is, when whatever your job is, he's just minding his own business. And Jesus says, follow me and be my disciple. So Levi got up. He left everything and he followed him. Later, Levi held a banquet in his home with Jesus as the guest of honor. Many of Levi's fellow tax collectors and other guests also ate with them. But the Pharisees and the teachers of religious law complained bitterly to Jesus' disciples, why do you eat and drink with such, and this is the New Living Translation, scum? Woo, Jesus! What are you going to do to them? Right? Jesus answered them, Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. What we see here is Jesus' pathway includes sharing Jesus in all of life, sharing it with him and with others. He met Levi right where he was at, at his workplace. He then goes to to Levi's home, and and it it shakes up the establishment because of that day and age, hospitality was a huge deal. Hospitality said that you're welcomed and loved and affirmed. And so to welcome somebody in with hospitality to your home said something. It was often used as a status symbol. Jesus' guest list doesn't look like most of ours. You see, Jesus' guest list included those that others may not have been willing to hang out with or spend time with because they're those people or they've done those kind of things. Don't you know, Jesus, what they've done or where they've been? I love what Jesus' presence does. Jesus' presence transforms Levi's workplace and his home. And I just want you to know that I believe that Jesus' pathway for us is going to do the same. That if we follow Jesus and and we do this in all of life, that, that actually what happens on the weekend is we come together and we get to share stories, we get to worship, we get to get in the word, we get to bear witness to what God is doing. We get to say, hey, here's how God's showing up in my workplace. Here's how God's showing up in my home. Here's who's showing up in that. Jesus wants to affect all of life. And that gets exciting, more exciting than your looks right now. (laughs) That's the adventure that he calls us on to. That's the abundant life is when we realize that this might be a, 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 I don't know, 70, 75 minute service, whatever it is. But you serve a God who says, I want to not just invade, I want to do life with you 168 hours a week. I want to be with you. I want to transform you. I want to use you to impact those around you. That's exciting, isn't it? A couple other things that I see here. Tax collector. And Jesus, tax collector being as they called him, the scum of the earth, 
Jesus saying that we need to be essentially a hospital, a place for healing. And did you catch at the end what was said? The very last verse, everyone was gripped with great, I'm sorry, verse 31, 32. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. You see, as we follow Jesus, part of it is even us taking an inventory of do I still know how much I really need him? Do I still know how much I really need him? Am I ready to share that with others? Am I ready to call others to know how good God is and how much we need him? And to do that means we got to be real with each other. And we got to be real with God first and foremost. What I love about Jesus' pathway is there's room for all of us on it. There's room for all of us to follow him and to fulfill what he's calling us to. And I'm excited about what I believe is ahead as we follow Jesus. So as you think about your life today, I want to just ask you, where on Jesus' pathway is he calling you today? Is he saying to you, it's time for you to follow me fully? It's time for you to let go? It's time for you to, to reveal, to bring it to me, to let me heal it? Is he saying to you, hey, you've been keeping that part of your life separate? And I want you to bring it into my presence. Maybe for you, you have some broken relationships and Jesus is saying, hey, I want you to get back with them. I want you to reconcile this. I want to heal this so that just like Jesus' friends, you can bring your friends to me. I don't know what Jesus is saying to you today, but I believe he's speaking. And I believe he's showing you his heart. And it begins by acknowledging how much we need him. And so as the band comes and joins me, one of the things that I love about gathering together is we get to worship him, we get in the word, and then we get to respond. You see, you've sung a little bit, you've heard from scripture, now I believe God's present with us. And I want to just ask you to use this time to respond to him, to bring anything you need to to him and to say, God, this is a space or an area I need you. When we acknowledge our need for him, I believe God begins to move, amen? So I wanna pray us into a time to respond and just invite Jesus' presence into our midst. He's here and he's ready. If you need prayer, I guess I should have checked on this with COVID protocols. I'll make myself available over here. I'd love to pray for you or with you. We can social distance while we do it because the Holy Spirit's bigger than that six feet. Come on. Let's go to him. He's who we need. Jesus, we love you. We praise you that you enter in to our world with such authority with such love, with such acceptance, and that you offer us a new pathway. 
Father, I pray that even right now there would be an invitation that you're giving to hearts and minds. Holy Spirit, you would prompt us to be obedient, to follow you fully into all of life, bringing our friends and family and our community to you. Father, if there's any area right now that's been hidden and needs to be revealed, I just ask that you would give the courage to bring it to you. The Holy Spirit, you would bring healing and freedom. God, as we worship you and praise you, we just ask that you would richly dwell in this place. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's worship him together. Let's stand as we respond to the Lord and what he's been saying to us.
just pray over us and speak life by way of kind of a benediction. And then Pastor Randy will have some instructions for you. It's so good to be here with you today. It really is. And yeah, every step of the way, this just is for our family, just continue to get better and better. We know God is here and he's moving and he's working. And that's exciting to be a part of. So may I speak this over you and pray for us. Jesus, I pray that this week your pathway would be so clear to us that we would say yes to following you, to be obedient, obedient to whatever you show us. And Jesus, may we do it together. May we bring people into your presence together. May anything hidden be revealed so that you can heal. May those stories of healing help others find healing. And may we go and allow you into all of life, in our workplaces and in our homes. Jesus, we thank you as we prepare to go now and be the church. May God bless you and shine upon you and shine through you in the week ahead. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. Amen.